Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. So according to our gospel reading today, there are two ways of coming to the faith, through seeing and touching and through hearing and believing the good news proclaimed by Jesus' witnesses. Now here we are nearly 2,000 years after the events that we've been hearing about for the last couple of weeks. The time for the kind of proof, seeing and touching, that Thomas demanded has long since passed. Jesus ascended into heaven, taking with him all the evidence, so to speak. So barring an unexpected miracle, option number two, hearing and believing the gospel proclaimed is our only option. But remember what Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. So I have a question for you. What did it take for persons to become believers in the time of Christ? Now, I would say that we likely take for granted that faith came quite easily for the apostles and the disciples of Jesus. I mean, they knew Jesus. They saw him perform miracles and all that stuff. But today's reading shows that for most of them, their faith did not come easily, and it took an appearance of the risen Jesus to understand and to have faith. And Thomas, like most of the other disciples, required more than simple claims by others who had seen Jesus. He wanted real hard proof. Now keep in mind that Thomas is a thoughtful man who serves as a good model for us. But here's another question for you. How do we become believers in this day and age? Now clearly, it wouldn't be easy to establish the proof of the resurrection to everyone's satisfaction. And don't forget that the risen Jesus appeared to a large but very limited number of people before ascending to his Father. The vast, and I mean very vast, number of believers since the time of Jesus has come to believe without seeing, without typical so-called proof. But let's consider Thomas again. It's clear that the other disciples could not force their faith on him, and he was quite adamant about that. He wanted to see and touch Jesus' wounds, and he said so. And so, Jesus did appear again, this time with Thomas present. And notice this little fact. Jesus did not reprimand Thomas for his refusal to believe, and he actually met Thomas in the place where Thomas was, in his very honest doubt. And something else Jesus did was he accommodated himself to the conditions that Thomas had laid down. And so he invited Thomas to touch his, the wounds of his crucifixion. And then he gently invited Thomas to be not unbelieving, but to believe. And then we hear Thomas's great expression expression of faith, my Lord and my God. 
You know, I pray that, that prayer every time I raise the consecrated host and chalice at the altar. And I know a lot of you do too. But the truth is that most of the first witnesses to the resurrection were also the first who did not believe it. And Jesus had to make a real effort to lead them to himself. And here we are 20 centuries later, each of us in varying degrees of belief and unbelief, just like Thomas and most of the other disciples. And I'd bet that more than a few of us are often tempted to ask the Lord if he's really there. I would also bet that he gives us signs that we probably do not recognize them for what they are, signs that he is. And that means that we have to be motivated to seek out opportunities to find Jesus. In order to do that, we have to create room in our hearts and minds for him because he is not going to force us to believe. It's quite likely that he will not appear to us as he did with the apostles, but you can be assured that he is calling out to each and every one of us. And like he did with Thomas, he'll meet us where we are at any given time and even in our doubt and unbelief. And the wider that we open that door to him, and it has to be an intentional thing to open that door, the sooner our doubt and unbelief can be pushed aside. So here's a little thought and a little homework. Where you have doubt, make up your mind to take it directly to Jesus. Certainly you can and you should share your doubts with someone you trust because maybe that person will serve as an instrument of Jesus in which case, be sure to thank Jesus for that. But also take your doubt to Jesus himself. Begin to have an ongoing conversation with him, and that means you should not do all the talking. As you're having that conversation, know that we have an intuitive sense of God's presence and action. And if your sense has become dull, just know that it can be sharpened through the sacraments and through letting God's word work on your heart in the experience of beauty and truth and the witness of others. Now there's a kind of a risk in this. You have to trust that he's really there listening to you and maybe you have doubts about that. I think what I'm saying is get over that. Push your doubt aside and simply try to trust. My bet is that if you open that door wide enough, Jesus will come in. But you have to open that door because it's yours and not his to open. Have a blessed Divine Mercy Sunday. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.